I'm Morgan Dennis, and this is Storied. I've just pulled up beside Lassard Park in Toronto. I'm waiting for Max. He's uh, He goes to school really close to here, and the kids come to this park at recess, I guess, and they play in it, and for a long time they were able to go into a ravine that was sort of backs out of the park and there's a lot of trees there and um just your typical city park with uh yeah with some nasty construction debris and and litter in the in the in the ravine and I guess the teachers decided that they shouldn't play there anymore and so but it was a big disappointment to the kids and um it just seemed clear that the the teachers while they didn't sort of you know give any sort of indication that they didn't tell the kids at all they just said you know you know you guys shouldn't play in here they're going to come and you know trim the trees and it seems like they they started getting all these excuses anyway so max has arranged to go in and uh, play with some of his friends there after school and they can they can sort of run wild in there so i'm out there waiting outside waiting for him i'm just on the street here and people are walking by from the park and somebody's uh, this woman's out cleaning her car, and this little dog is out here. Looks like he wants to, he or she wants to get into the house. But uh, so we came back from the cottage uh, yesterday, and it was. Uh, it's always, even driving here to this park, it's just you know being back in the city, and and I'm always struck. Even if we were just uh, at our cottage for a few days, coming back to Toronto and navigating all the traffic and the construction and just wherever you are somebody else is there and you know I'm, I'm part of the problem <laughs> I'm for them you know they're trying to live their lives and I'm in their way but I feel like you can't you know you can't back your car up without you know looking to make sure that you're not going to run it run over somebody who's crossing behind you or even if I'm taking the garbage out to the sidewalk it's like have to wait for somebody to walk across the sidewalk and it's just uh yeah i'm always i'm always really conscious of of that when we come back and it's uh yeah it's it's tricky to um to live in a city like this you know it's great in a lot of ways i've never felt like we've really taken advantage of what toronto has to offer though we don't really go out a ton and um we live uh, in the west end of Toronto, really close to the downtown core, it's a it's a great spot to be in, and and it's very walkable, which is really nice. But um, but you have all the sort of city elements, and you have you have the noise and the people and and everything. I find that uh, I haven't been sleeping well when I I didn't sleep well last night, and and I found this before we went to the cottage as well. And, and honestly, I think it's it's partly the birds. They're uh, you know, you'd think that the birds would be keeping us awake at the cottage, but I guess it's more insulated there. At least in our in our bedroom, we're on in Toronto. We're on uh, our bedrooms on the third floor, and uh, maybe it's in the treetops. But uh, the birds, you know, the, I heard a bird this morning. I happened to be up and just sort of waking up, and I maybe I was woken up by a bird before that. But I looked at I looked at the clock, and it was like four fifteen. <laughs> this bird was out there chirping, and it's so loud. And, um, uh, yeah, I'm exhausted, really, really tired. It's just, I find it just so much harder to, to do the things I need to do when I'm, when I'm this tired. I used to actually sleep with earplugs and just because I, I'm such a light sleeper, but a few years ago, 
I had an ear infection and um, I ended up getting a really bad, really bad vertigo uh, episode because of it. And um, I've actually not fully recovered. It's about a year and a half. Um, you know, I can operate fine in my life, but if I lay down a certain way, you know, I just I feel a kind of uh, issue with my equilibrium and um, and it was really bad. I was actually in the hospital for a couple of days because of it and uh, I remember being really worried because it was one of the COVID waves and I was just, yeah, so paranoid being in the hospital. But um, yeah, so anyway, my wife was convinced that it was because of my chronic earplug use that I had this ear infection, so she she doesn't want me using earplugs anymore. It was funny, yesterday when we were driving back from the cottage we were we were actually entering the city limits of Toronto and we were hitting the first traffic lights and I saw this this red Volkswagen Cabriolet probably like from the 90s early 90s and uh and it it reminded me of of my friend Jason out west uh what I grew up with I've probably known him since I was grade 3 he and I this is it's probably some of the worst stuff I've ever done in my life. And, and some people are going to think that this is really nothing. <laughs> and other people will be appalled that I'm kind of appalled. I'm quite appalled, actually, thinking back on it. It's just kind of ridiculous to even talk about. But we used to, we had it in our heads that the kind of people that drove cabriolets were, I don't know, they were of a certain sort. They were like, I don't know, Beverly Hills 90210 type people. Like, it was just, we had a, we stereotyped these people. And for whatever reason, and it wasn't like, you know, we weren't so much like that. I mean, I, uh, at the time I had, I bought myself a, a lightly used Mazda Miata. Uh, I got some inheritance money and uh, wisely spent it on this Miata. And so, I was driving around this me at the time. But anyway, we, we had a bit of a long standing for a few years. Hate on for these, we call them, you know, they're rabbits. It could be a rabbit, Volkswagen rabbit or a cabriolet, whatever it was. But uh, huh, we, we used to go, obviously with nothing better to do, we would drive around at night in Victoria and we would like get a carton of eggs and we would just go egging these cars. We would drive around Oak Bay because Oak Bay in Victoria, there were a lot of rabbits, a lot of cabriolets and fairly wealthy neighborhood. And, and I would be driving and Jason would be in the passenger seat and we would just sort of, you know, troll around streets and, and look for, look for them, you know, late at night. And, and yeah, we would find one and would circle around and drive by and, and, you know, he would lob an egg out and, you know, most of the time we would, you know, we would hit, hit, (laughs) we would hit them, he would hit them or if we, if we missed them, you know, he'd call out lucky bunny and, uh, we thought it was hysterical and, um, and, and we did this, you know, we, we never really thought we would get caught doing this or if we did, we did. We, I guess we just didn't think about it. It was just pure mischief, and and it was riot for us. We thought it was so funny. And uh, anyway, I, I bring this up because I did. We were parked behind this car at a stoplight, and I said to Katie, my wife, I was like, you know, I hope Max is never, you know, really that mischievous. 
And she's like, why? And then I told her the story. And, and, I, and I told her other things that Jason and I used to do, but I don't think I'd told her that. And she was pretty shocked that we did that. And, and we laughed about it. And I said, you know, and it's true. Like, I was like, I wish I could apologize to those people for, for doing that. <laughs> I wish I could find somebody to just to say, look, you know, I'm really sorry you got your car egged. You know, that must have really sucked. And you didn't deserve it. And they probably wondered why this was happening to them. It's entirely possible that we that we hit the same car on different nights. Entirely possible we did that. Anyway, I, I feel bad about it. It's ridiculous to even think about as a bad thing to do. But it was. And it wasn't like we were doing it when we were like you know, thirteen either. We were we were like nineteen, twenty. So anyway, it's uh, it's it's kind of an embarrassing and, and ridiculous story. Another thing that Jason and I used to do is. Um, Again, driving around at night is, uh, and this is actually way worse, but I don't feel as bad about this. We would, we would make, we would go to like a photography store and, and ask them for film canisters and we'd get the film canisters and then we'd go to a hardware store or sorry, a sports, sporting goods store in Victoria Robertson's sports, uh, sporting goods, I think. And we would buy, um, we would go in and buy fuse and we would buy um, gunpowder. And so we would, <laughs> and when we were, we actually did this not driving around, but we, we, when we were younger, we also used to do this and make bombs. And I remember we, we would sometimes have to sign off on, on getting this. And we would always sign off on, on this, this kid we went to school with, Cam, and we would sign his name. <laughs> and uh, anyway, we'd get our, our fuse and our gunpowder. Anyway, we would make these. We also had duct tape, and we would make these bombs out of uh, out of you know putting gunpowder in the film canister and a little bit of fuse sticking out of it, and then wrap it in duct tape, and then you know put it in a big bag. All these little individual bombs, and we would drive around, same deal, and go and toss these bombs, not in anybody's property. I would feel really bad about that, but you know we would we would you know, toss them under or put them underneath. We'd pull up and put them underneath, you know, recycling bins that were upside down or city garbage cans or um, bus shelters, I guess, with nobody in them. And yeah, we would just drive around and let uh, set these things off. And again, we thought this was hysterical. We'd drive, around, drive away and kind of wait for it and the explosion would go. And I mean, I can't even believe that we did this. And, and at some point, you know, in recent years, Jason had emailed me, you know, a news article of, of somebody who was doing, some kids that were doing the exact same thing, basically, that we were doing then in like the late 80s, early 90s. But of course, now, post 9-11, I mean, you can't do anything like that. And so this news article was these, these kids that were just completely arrested for doing this. And, um, you know, it's amazing to me to think that we used to do that then. And, um, and again, we, I'm not sure, you know, we were conscious of, you know, police. It was, it would have been very easy to, for somebody to report, you know, a red Mazda Miata driving around and, you know, explosions. It's, it's a miracle to me that we never got, uh, the police never came and, and caught us. They would all they would have to have done is pull us over, find this bag of all this stuff, and and you know I, I wonder what would have what would have happened to us. 
would we have been arrested at the time or, you know, just taken in or, or, or what? I, I don't know. Um, but I can't imagine it, it was even then, you know, there, there would have been really no good excuse for doing something like this. But, you know, at times now, you know, I wonder if they, if something had happened like that, um, you know, we were, that was the worst really that we ever did. Um, I mean, another time we were, we had gone to, um, uh, provincial park that we really liked, um, Matheson Lake, uh, provincial park. It was a, a beautiful spot. And I remember we'd made quite a large one of these bombs. I think we took a rubbing alcohol, uh, container and, uh, filled it. And then we tossed it down the outhouse, um, an outhouse, um, toilet that was in, uh, Matheson Lake park. And then, oh yeah. And we also, <laughs> at the time we had these, we had video cameras. And so we filmed a lot of this as well. That would have been great for the cops to have all this evidence. I mean, it was really smart. And, uh, so we, we would film this and, and, and yeah, that we just, we just basically blew up this outhouse essentially. And, um, you know, whether it was, whether it was that or the outhouse or driving around, you know, if we had been caught at the time doing these things and, uh, you know, gotten in a lot of trouble, you know, I, I, I tend to wonder what, if that would have made some sort of difference, you know, if that would have, you know, set us down a different course in life. I mean, if you, you know, if you were suddenly identified as somebody who was doing things like this, like it wouldn't have been called terrorism back then or anything like that, but it would have been, it probably would have been a pretty nasty charge and it would have changed at least our um, perception, I think, of what we were doing because what we were doing was just fun. It was a way to, uh, it was just entertainment and and I do think that if we'd been caught doing something like that, um, it would have sort of changed that perception. And who knows? It, you know, it could very well have, um, you know, reframed, I think, who we were and, uh, you know, potentially could have could have changed the, the types of people we were or it could have led to, who knows, it could have led to other, uh, other acts or other um, acts of... of deviousness that that might have been prompted from you know a different sense of self there was actually even another time where we were we were much younger i think well we were 14 i think and um in my house in langford uh jason and i when he used to come over and we would hang out across the street it was, we had quite a bit of property and uh, the long driveway and it was country country road and, and we were up on this hill and we used to hang out there at night and kind of watch cars and um and we uh we got in our heads that it'd be a good idea to kind of throw sticks at cars of course and so we were we we're throwing them at cars and i think we we're missing a lot of time a lot of times about one or one particular time jason had a fairly large stick and i remember him lobbing it out and it was just timed perfectly and it must have, it was a truck and it must have hit just in the empty canopy of the truck and it made a loud sound and the truck just slammed on its brakes and it was terrifying and and you know Langford at the time was kind of a, a bit of a sketchy spot and and I remember somebody screaming um this man screaming um and getting out of the truck and we were just terrified and and we ran back into the bush 
and we we hid in I think it was just you know a patch of some sort of ivy or or ground cover, and uh, we just got really low because we heard this person kind of charging into the into the woods a bit, and it was a it was quite a it was kind of a rock outcropping where we were where we had been, and so he was actually kind of there were a couple properties um, houses that were nearby, and one of which kind of came from the same road that we were on and, and a driveway kind of um, twisted up. Um, and it just so happened it was actually quite close to where we were hiding. And we heard him walking up this driveway um, really close to us. It was, you know, maybe 10 or 15 feet away. And uh, it was pretty dark, but we were convinced, you know, that he was going to see us there. And he was looking for us. And, um, but, but he didn't. He didn't find us. And eventually... Um, we kind of uh, slowly got up and we we kind of hiked through this wooded area and we ended up coming out pretty far away from from my house and 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 we were walking toward my house and the truck was still there and I guess I I think we think that he must have his brake line must have broken or something like that when he hit his brakes and um because the the truck was actually there all night and then the next day he came back and with some friends and they did work on it and then it left at that point. But um, we were, I was also quite, my parents I think were concerned because they were looking out by the time we kind of circled back and we were, we were walking by the truck and we we're like, oh, what's going on there? Just really trying to be casual and came back and my parents were like, well, what happened out there? Were you guys up there? And of course we're like, no, no, we didn't know what happened. And you know, we never obviously confess that. And we, it's another thing we got away with, you know, whether it be, you know, not getting, um, you know, found by this man or, uh, you know, we didn't get caught by my parents and um, we ended up unscathed. But I've wondered if we had been caught and labeled as delinquents, if that had led us to more delinquent behavior. And the last thing that I'll, I'll kind of say about, about this kind of thing is that um, I even remember when I was... I think I was around 16, um, you know, feeling like, you know, I was never really that rebellious. I think my parents would have said otherwise. And I still to this day think that's kind of unfair. But um, they were really strict with me. And uh, so I do think that if I had been caught doing something um, like any of those things, uh, I would have been in a lot of trouble. <laughs> and um, And because, you know, when I was around 16, I remember being... Um, my parents would like, we live really far away from a lot of my friends. And, you know, when my friends started drinking and they, they started, you know, partying and my parents were really kind of concerned that I would do that as well. And yeah, they ended up just being really, really strict with me and not wanting me to go out. And, um, I remember once it was almost like they grounded me for these things that my friends were doing. I mean, they were like, you know, you wanted to do this, you wanted to go out, you wanted to, you know, go out late, and you wanted to drink. And so, because I was upfront with them about that, they, you know, held me back. And uh, there were a few times like that. And I remember saying to them, like, you know, you're going to push me into some sort of rebellion, you're, you're going to, you know, you're going to make me do something that uh, I normally wouldn't do, but you're going to sort of make, yeah, it's going to be the cause of me, of me, you know, acting out and, and, um, you know, you should trust me. Um, you know, you, 
I've kind of proven myself trustworthy before. And, and uh, I think that was part of it for me at the time. I was just, I felt like, you know, they weren't trusting me. And, and maybe, maybe because I wasn't, there was something about me that shouldn't be trusted. And so there was this sort of game I played at, uh, with myself at that time that, that uh, and, I, and I think that it could have actually led to, some, to something else, to sort of me pushing at and um, for taking myself in a direction that I might not have been, I might not have otherwise. Uh, but who knows? Maybe I was just sort of not destined for any of that. Um, and and whether it be the luck of not getting caught, um, you know, maybe that wouldn't have made a difference. It's uh, it's impossible to know. But it's uh, it's another one of these things in, in this you know time in my life when when I you know I do think of of these stories and things that I did in my life and and did they they obviously led me to where I am now. But um, was there anything going on, or or would a, would a different a different outcome at the time you know led me to you know to being a, a different person now? So I do see Max and his little group. There looks like they're kind of headed this way. So I think I'll wrap this one up. I think this is episode three. Thanks for listening to this, even though I'm probably rambling. I'm so exhausted. I've got that email, the storied podcast at gmail dot com. If you want to send any comments or feedback my way, there's no real way otherwise easily on podcast to, to send feedback so uh, that would be nice i've also created an instagram account like i mentioned i think in the last episode and there are some other ways down below in the show notes to support the podcast uh, if you're enjoying it uh, it'd be really nice and any feedback you have in a review is also something i hear is quite good for these things so if you're so inclined um, that would be appreciated as well have a great day